Vegas Video Network Studios, just steps from the Las Vegas Strip, it's Top of the Food Chain. And now your host, he's one part mohawk, two parts attitude, and a touch of what the f***, it's Al Mancini. Thank you. Oh, a standing ovation, really. You people are too kind. Thanks, guys. Well, welcome to Top of the Food Chain. I am your host, Al Mancini, um, with some sad news for you today. After This is episode number 50, so I guess it's not that sad that it took this long, but I've officially been told by my stylist that I have, he has run out of color combinations for my hair. And as a result, I am going to have to take a little time off from this show until God adds another color to the rainbow. But more on that shortly. But before you get the details of my imminent departure, and before more importantly, we talk about the holiday weekend, we want to thank our host, Chris Heron at Bread and Butter, the coolest bakery sandwich shop in town. These guys have been kind enough to be sponsoring this show for a while now, and it's just always great to promote Chris. We got an email today um, from somebody who watches the show frequently. Scott, who's, do you remember the name on that email, man? I forget. I'm so sorry. Um, uh, no. <laughs> oh, man. I, <laughs> Thank you. I'll be all right. uh, he wanted to hear his name. <laughs> but no, um, one, of our, one of our viewers went over there and had, you know, he said it was hard to discover it. So I'm supposed to let everybody know. 10940 Southeastern. That's 10940 Southeastern. And that's right at Sunridge Heights. So it is a little tough to find. You, you can end up in Anthem if you go too far. But, you know, he went over there and he said Chris was just there greeting all the great local customers, gracious host, introducing himself to everybody, and apparently gave him, from, gave him some free stuff because he mentioned my name in this show. So keep that in mind out there, people. Anyway, so thanks again. Bread and butter, man. One of the greatest parts about doing this show has been having you guys as a sponsor. Now, what's going on? I spent today um, doing a savory dessert tasting, which is kind of appropriate because the show's kind of bittersweet today. Episode number 50, great milestone. Um, unfortunately, it is going to be the last show that I do for a little while. Um, I have, I've been lucky. I got the opportunity to go off and do something a little different. That's what I always want to do. That's what Scott gave me the opportunity to do here, was do something new. And um, there's a TV project in the works. It involves a nemesis of mine you may have seen on this program before. Um, I cannot go into details. All I can tell you, I can't because Hollywood is a cruel mistress. I have come to learn, and I do what she tells me. So details will come out shortly. You may be reading about them in the New York Times in a couple weeks, actually. But I'm going to be leaving here to do TV, um, and hopefully I will be coming back because I love this show. I love what I've done here the entire time that I've been here. Scott, thank you very much for um, giving me an opportunity to work in a crazy new medium. This My pleasure, my brother. It's been a lot of fun, this whole like sit-down interview thing. I've never done something like this before. Um, I don't know how long I'm going to be gone. That's one of those things. It's Hollywood, from what I understand. She does what she wants with you. And who knows how long she wants to use me, and who knows what condition my fragile psyche will be in when she is done with me. But I seriously hope that I'm going to get the chance to come back and do Top of the Food Chain. And if not Top of the Food Chain, um, that I'll at least be able to come back and chat with Scott or somebody on one of the other shows and give you more details about this upcoming TV appearance. We've got a whole minute left, and I don't want to get too maudlin here, Scott. So what have you been up to, brother? Let's go back to the olden days. 
I'm sorry. What was your name again? <laughs> I, I have to. I have to let you go. Yeah, I know. He, he's you, picked, you, you've, you've hurt me. No, I'm okay. Actually, here's here's my take on this. One of the great things that's happened with this network is we've seen a couple people now who've appeared here, and other great things have happened as as a result of their appearance. So it's it's been kind of fun for for Jacob and myself to say let's let's make this thing happen. Let's see how it goes, and other great things happen. So. I wish you, you know, great success with the pilot. I know your buddy John Curtis is doing it. I wish John, you know, huge success. And I hope you guys just crush it and make us proud, man. That's what, that's what we're well, at. You know, that's, that's all that I'm hoping for. You always, in this business, you always want to try to do something new. Um, you, this, we actually started, well, I got the phone call just about a year ago that started me on the road to this TV show. So I owe everything to Top of the Food Chain. And um, I can't wait to do something new. But barbecue is what we're talking about now. You know, one of the things I like best about the Vegas Video Network are the people. There are no divas here. Everyone is exactly the same off camera as they are on. Hey guys, what's uh, Cocktail of the Week this week? You know what? I'll let you know what it is when it's time for you to know what it is. Why don't you get off the stage and get back in your production hall? Oh my god. You know what? And tell Cheap Ass Whitney to get us some decent brand liquor. This hobo off-wrap crap ain't cutting it. God, idiots. Totally. And welcome back to the Vegas Video Network. I remain your host on Top of the Food Chain for another, what, about 20 minutes. I remain the host of Top of the Food Chain. I am Al Mancini, stalling while Scott Whitney fills up the tequila glass for our guest today. Nice. You're not a very good, you would never be a speed bartender, Scott. <laughs> what are you talking about? It was done before you were done. Okay, I was done. I'm done. Please. According to you, I'm done already. Anyway, welcome Chef Casey from Leonard Skinner Barbecue. Barbecue and beer, correct? correct sir. Yes, sir. Yes, a place I have not yet been to, but you finally brought me the food. Yep, yep, yep. I was staying out of the fray. You've been quite the controversial little joint among our food critic family here in Las Vegas. Yeah, we get going. We're uh, trying to get the name out there, and uh, basically you're starting to come to us now with the food. So, yeah. So you don't want to take any swipes at some people out there? Not really. I mean, yeah, there's, uh, like I said, we're a little bit different because we're doing everything to order. It's uh, coming out of the barbecue, going right in the front, carves the table. Some other people don't do that. They might do your thing where you wrap it in foil and reheat it. Um, that's not us. We won't name those people. That's not what we're here for. So. But you are doing Texas-style barbecue. And let's give a little background because, okay, everybody thinks Leonard Skinner. Great music, but what the, I mean, I'm sure they know how to eat barbecue. Gotcha. But how do they know how to make barbecue? Maybe they do. I don't know. Is this the guy's recipe? Because from what I understand, no. You went down south, and you went to to a landmark. Yeah, we went to Kreitz Market down in Lockhart, Texas and uh, basically did a boot camp. I did uh, about 30 days down there with him. Just uh, pretty much stayed at his house. Well, that's with Keith, by the way. And then uh, just stayed down there, lived, ate, and made barbecue every day. So that's how we did it. And, you know, how, what was your barbecue background before you went down to Kreitz Market? Just probably like the traditional guy. I'd always do a little and play around with it in my backyard and stuff like that and smoke something and invite friends over and that kind of stuff. But, uh, the owners, they wanted uh, Texas barbecue, and they went to the Lockhart, Texas. That's what they liked, and they flew me out, and they said, learn this. So that's what we did, and we brought it back out here to Vegas. Cool. 
Um, you know, I neglected to tell people because I was so distracted by Scott before <laughs> that um, we do have a live chat going on. So seriously, if anybody is out there, um, get into the live chat room. Um, I would tell you how to get me a future message, but it just seems sadly inappropriate today. <laughs> so just log on, get into the live chat room, because we can, you know, you can tell people about barbecue. And we're going into a holiday weekend here. I mean, this is where barbecue season begins. Not here in Vegas. We start in, like, February. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hot out here. We're in December. <laughs> Christmas barbecue. Yeah. Today. That's uh, a lot of places you can't do that. We're fortunate enough, too. So, so right. um, let's start first. The, the, did, do we know where barbecue started? Is there a country? Is there a... I mean, you hear lots of stuff out there. There's nothing in particular. There's lots of people that say it originally. Like some Mexico, you know, West Indies, that's where you get the word barbacoa from, since barbecue means to cook meat over fire for a long time. Um, it's, like I said, Texas, the Cowboys will say they, you know, created it down on the range because... They had inferior cuts of meat, and they just basically cooked them long and slow and go while they were out doing their hard work all day. Come back, and you'd have something like a brisket or something like that ready to go and eat. So, and to, in, this, in this day and age, everybody, no matter where you come from, at least in the United States, everybody has their own barbecue. I mean, there is, there's Texas barbecue, there's Southern barbecue, there's North, North Carolina barbecue, yeah. um, the Midwestern states, Kansas City, you know, um, and, you know all over the country. Everyone thinks they have their own barbecue, right? Yeah, everybody has their own way, and they decide it's the best. So if you go out to, you know, we take our Texas barbecue out to, you know, you go to Kentucky, like you said, they're going to say, oh, no, that's garbage. But, you know, it's just really what's available to the people. That's what they make. Down in North Carolina, it's a lot more about the hog, which is pork, and they do pulled pork and the shoulder and everything. Out Texas, why? It's all about the beef, which is the brisket. But uh, I don't think there's any one right way or the other. I just think it's just different styles, pretty much, so... I did an article um, in Las Vegas City Life a couple weeks back, and the premise my, my authors or my editors gave me was, why does barbecue suck in Las Vegas? And, it, and the, because everyone says that, and you know, I spoke to Mike Mills, who's a barbecue legend, and uh -huh. you know, he has Memphis Championship out here, yep. um, but you know, this man's won more World Series of barbecues <laughs> or whatever the hell they are than anybody, I think. Um, you know, and I asked him that question, and he said, like, bull, that's just absolutely ridiculous because wherever people go if it's not your hometown you're gonna think their barbecue sucks correct you're gonna if you're from California and you go to Texas you may think Texas barbecue sucks if you're from you know Kansas City and you go to North Carolina you're not gonna like it it's very much one of those things like it's so different across the country that where you're from you think is good and you think everything else sucks and that's kind of because it's very elitist and that's the problem I have with some food critics that we know who if it isn't exactly the way that it came from in their hometown to, yeah. they don't like it I mean exactly. am I right here yeah you're perfectly right I think barbecue is one of those things that everybody has their own style and they think whatever they do what they grew up with is the best and that's it but you're right it is bull it's just it is what it is but like I said I grew up California and they do tri-tips you go out to Texas it's brisket so Barbecue to me is more uh, having your friends over, get some cool beers, eating. There's no, like I said, right or wrong way. If you want to make burgers and dogs, cool. If you want to slow cook a brisket for 12 hours, more power to you. But I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. And people just say, mine's better, yours is better, blah, blah, blah. It's because whatever, what they're used to, what you grew up with. The same thing. Your mom's mashed potatoes are probably the best mashed potatoes you've ever had. You know what I mean? It's because it's what you grew up with and it's what you're used to. Right. Now, what I want to get down to, and we're going to do it right after this break, is talk about the way you make barbecue, whether it's smoking, whether it's grilling, what, what kind of meats you use. Um, 
all of this because there is a gigantic group out there that say grilling isn't barbecue. And I know you don't grill. And then there are other people that want to know about sauces and how you make your sauces. People fight about just about anything, anything yeah, exactly. involved in barbecue. So we're going to run down each and every one of those things that I said and quite a few others. And we're going to find out. If you've got a specific question, get in the chat room right now. Live chat is going on. You can ask anything you need to know. We've got Chef Casey here to answer all of your questions, tell you absolutely everything about barbecue right after the break. Traditional media believes that after about three minutes, you'll tune out. Most Vegas media companies think if it doesn't jiggle, you won't tune in. At the Vegas Video Network, we think both are wrong. The Vegas Video Network is the first and only live online broadcast network that specializes in insider news and expert views about Vegas. We combine great storytelling with the ability to watch when and where you want on your computer, mobile device, or television. Discover the real Las Vegas. Visit VegasVideoNetwork.com. And we are back talking everything barbecue with Chef Casey from Leonard Skinner. Barbecue and beer, right? Barbecue and beer, that's right. The beer is very important there. Beer goes with it, yeah. Yeah. Can you Cold have barbecue without beer? No, I don't think so. Cold beer and hot barbecue, I think you're good to go. You guys spell it BBQ. Yeah, it's fancy, huh? Yeah. No, I don't know. No, it's more roadside. There's a lot of rumors about that, how that got started. It used to be beer, beef, or it's, I don't know, beer, it's beer, all, beef, and pool cues or something is something. Yeah, exactly. It don't matter how you get there. Barbecue's barbecue, and if you like it, good. So let's talk about the style. Smoking versus grilling. That's, that's the main thing. Low and slow or hot and fast, right? Yeah, everybody has their different styles. You're used to grilling, which is over you know, direct heat, and you're just cooking your burgers and dogs and steaks, and when it's done, it's done. You can tell by looking at it. Smoking is a little bit more uh, challenging. It's something that it's going to take several hours and you can't mess with it. That's why you say low and slow. You're throwing wood in. You can't run out every 20 minutes and check it. There's no point. It's done when it's done, and it doesn't take anything else from anybody else. It's done when it's done. Yeah, so if, um, if you guys grew up where I grew up, anybody out there, which is in the Northeast, what we call a barbecue is generally grilling. If you're from Southern California, barbecue is grilling. It means yep. you get your coals, they're hot, you throw some barbecue sauce on the meat, you put it on there, and that's grilling. Smoking is a much slower process, which I'm going to ask you to explain a little bit. But first, we've got a question, probably more interesting than mine, from somebody okay. out there. Uh, from the home user's perspective, Sally wants to know, what's the secret to great barbecue? I'd probably have to say it's in the uh, salt, believe it or not. I think if you salt your meat right and you've got to let it sit and the salt actually get in there, I think that's a probably key that not a lot of people know about. We throw salt on there and we let it sit overnight. We do at least 24 hours and it really punctures those big cuts of meats when you're doing brisket and stuff like that. So like brining a turkey? Pretty much, yeah. So when you're grilling, you just sprinkle some garlic powder, salt and pepper on top and you get it. But with a huge cut of meat, you might get a little bit on the outside, but it doesn't carry over on the inside. So I'd say salt. So how's the smoking process for those of us who only ever grilled? How's the smoking process work? What, what goes on with that? It's basically, think of it as uh, you have your Weber grill and you're so used to cooking over the heat. Just move the wood to the right and uh, put your meat on the left. And uh, you're basically, the smoke and the heat, more like an oven. You know what I mean? The oven cooks it and you get the smoke in there and that's what flavors it. So it's like a really, really slow oven. You're still getting heat, but you're more influenced the meat with the fat on the meat and the wood itself. Is it like the first sous vide? Ever. I mean, yeah, pretty much, yeah. You, know, you talk about low and slow. I mean, that's what sous vide yeah, is. You yeah, know, exactly in the, right. In French yeah. cooking. Yep. So, um, okay, you now you said put the wood on. Now, if we're going to get smoking, or even grilling for that matter, um, is there a school of thought as to whether you use 
Charcoal or whether you use wood and what type? Well, for us, we use you know the wood coals because basically the wood we run them 24 hours a day, so the wood dies down, but the coals are still really hot, the embers. So you throw more wood on and it starts up really fast. You can, I mean, uh, like you said, yeah, you can start the coals and then throw your wood on to carry out because wood takes a if it's not perfectly dry, it takes a little bit to get going. So I'd recommend maybe putting coals down first once they die out, throwing your wood that way you don't have to worry about actually catching anything on fire. Everybody argues about what kind of wood. If you go to a barbecue competition, it's, I mean, I hear people, I mean, off the top of my head, mesquite and cherry wood and apple. I mean, everybody wants to use, you know, they have the best wood. What do you guys use? Uh, we use red oak out of Utah, but what I've noticed with wood is it's pretty much what's available to you. So some people <laughs> use different combinations. They might use pecan and apple or oak and apple. It doesn't really matter. As long as it's wood, mesquite, you know, to me has too much of a flavor that, you know, the, the meat doesn't carry out through. So wood, it's what I notice is pretty much what you can get. So that's the thing with wood. But you Everybody can get like, anything. You're at a you major can, casino. You I can, can get <laughs> anything, and we use Utah Red Oak. So, I mean, that's, I, I like it. It's great. So, um, See, no, I've never done, I've never done real barbecue. I've not, you know what? Forget my question. Scott, more people out there. Let's get to them. Yeah, so let's say you're here in Los, actually anywhere, and you're, you're going to Safeway. What kind of wood should they use? That was my question. That was your question. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure if Safeway has wood. But uh, I know you can go down to, like, locally here. You can go down to the Bass Pro Shop. They have some wood. You can go, you know, actually I found, like, Home Depot and Lowe's have more wood than, say, Safeway. But uh, just look for rednecks. <laughs> pretty much go to the barbecue <laughs> section and say, hey, what kind of wood you got? No offense. But, I, use, <laughs> yeah, I use the phrase redneck lovingly when I'm talking okay. about barbecue. <laughs> cool. Obviously, those are the people I want barbecuing for me. <laughs> They're my people. You know, yeah, exactly, man. It's no, no insult there, brother. No insult. Um, so yeah, you can use, okay, so all kinds of wood. Um, can you just get, you know, you, you laughed about Home Depot. Can I just get two by fours and, and chop them up and make barbecue out of them? I don't know how great it'd be. It wouldn't put, you know, so much of a flavor there. It's probably more, processed too. Yeah, there's probably chemicals and they treat the wood and stuff like that. So I wouldn't recommend that. I ask stupid questions because I am a stupid person. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, types of meat, we won't get into cuts, but you know, what kind of, because you got chicken, beef, pig, what, what can you barbecue? Well, we you pretty much barbecue anything, but what we offer is we have a little bit different than what Texas has down there. Keith, we have chicken, turkey, pork chops, brisket, ribs, of course, uh, ham. We just try to offer whatever the customer wants. Beef ribs. It's just whatever you want, we'll cook it for you. So if you we don't have it, let me know and we'll make it. So I can just bring in my own, um, I don't know, squirrel and you barbecue it for me. Hey, if that's what you want, we'll try to make it happen. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to find a squirrel. <laughs> yeah, out here a squirrel in Vegas, Vegas man. One of those desert squirrels, I but, guess. <laughs> okay, so so we know a little bit about about types of meat now. What what we're going to talk about right after we come back is ribs because okay. ribs confuse a lot of people. Yep. I know a lot of people out there. You even you go to a barbecue restaurant, you don't know what kind of ribs to order. We will be telling you that from an expert right after these messages. This is David Ivey from Pub Crawl. It's funny because, is David? You should, you should, no, you should just leave it on. Hi, I'm David Ivey from Pub Crawl and you're watching the Vegas Video Network. And scene. And we're back from my favorite part. I used to like the part where we, um, where we drank here on the show, but now's the part where we eat. We can do that so um, we've got a question. We're going to take that, and then we're going to have you um, show me a little bit, bit about cooking. So cool. ask the question, and then um, let's, let's take it from there. Two questions. Uh, first of all, do you guys do fish at your restaurant? And Sally asks, if I have a propane grill, can I wrap wood 
in a pierced foil bag. All right. Uh, well, first question. Can she? <laughs> well, I mean, you can, can do that if you want. Uh, first question, the fish. No, we don't offer fish right now. We might in the future. With fish, I notice it's a lot more the technique like planking as opposed to throwing the fish actually on the, you know, on the charcoal and letting it cook. But um, putting wood and foil and puncturing it, I don't know exactly why you would do that. Well, to I get guess, the smoke out of a propane Yeah, but grill. why wouldn't you just... Like I said, a pro I guess you can. It's if you soaked it. I wouldn't. It's not going to really put that much flavor on the meat. So you're better off just getting a Weber grill and putting the wood on the right and the meat on the left. Propane is propane. Okay. So um, the one thing I wanted to ask you, and then we're going to start eating. We've got a lot of types of ribs out there. And what do you, what what did you bring for us today? What kinds of ribs? Pork spare ribs is what we brought you. Pork spare, which are which ones are these? Right, these, these two, these, both of these two. These, oh, okay, these are pork spare ribs. So they come from where? From a pig. From a pig. What, <laughs> what part of the pig? What makes it a pork rib or a pork oh, spare okay. rib? Oh, okay, basically the difference of the ribs Wait, is... Wait, pork is pig, damn it. <laughs> I missed that day in food critic school, I'm sorry. <laughs> basically they're, uh, okay, we'll start with the spare ribs in St. Louis. St. Louis is just a name, pretty much you're paying for a name. You cut off the end part of the spare rib, which is the grisly part, which would be right around here, and mm -hmm. you're paying more a pound. So we okay. decided we'll get spare ribs because why offer, you know, the same rib for more expensive to the customer. So we get the best one we can. It has more meat on there. Okay. And then the baby back rib is just more along the back. And then, again, that's a name. So for me personally, I'd go with the spare rib. You're going to get more meat. You're going to get more of a meaty flavor off the spare rib as opposed to baby back ribs and St. Louis ribs. They're just a name. So if you want to pay for a name, more than welcome to it. But. You're a good man. <laughs> Thank you. Explain the bread. Why do we have Wonder Bread here? Uh, it's pretty much a staple down in Texas. They grab their brisket by the quarter pound, half pound, and they basically slap it on bread. If you want some sauce, you're more than welcome to it, and they just make themselves sandwiches. I noticed it was huge when I was down there. Chef, it's make me bread. a sandwich. Uh-oh. Put me on the spot here, huh? While you do that, let's talk sauces. Do you cook in sauce, or do you put it on after the fact? Um, we don't put it on at all. It's there on the tables if you would like it, and then you pretty much just have at it. Um, it's, it's definitely on the table if you want it, but uh, it's not something we cook with. If you ask me to make your ribs with sauce, I'll put it on there, and I'll go pop it in the oven for a minute so it kind of melts down a little bit and gets bubbly. Most people who smoke their meat don't always don't put sauce on it. I know a few that do, a few mm -hmm. good people that do, but... Um, when you grill it, you pretty much always put sauce on yeah, it, Yeah, right? there's not that there's anything wrong with it. To us, is same thing. Like I said, Texas style is us, so basically you're taking away from the meat. We want you to taste the meat for what it is because we're not getting crappy cuts of meat. And you know what I mean? We get nice quality meat, and there's no point in putting sauce. It's on the table to each its own, but I don't personally like the sauce myself. So here we've got brisket, we've got pickles, we've got a little onion, some jalapenos, I think, in there. Made you kind of a little version of a, uh, what's that, the McRib? <laughs> yeah. but, with, but with brisket, you know, you threw me, it was on the fly. <laughs> the McRib. <laughs> there you go, McRib with brisket. <laughs> we forgot to talk about the McRib. That's a fancy one. That's one that no one will agree is any I, good, right? Yeah, I don't exactly know what that is. If it's <laughs> rib or, it's, uh, people like it, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Mm. They bring it out from time to time. That's good. <laughs> Undigested, because I want to be able to speak again. There you go. Wash um, it down. <laughs> when we talk about sauce, what goes on sauce? Uh, what goes into sauce? Because I know there are ketchup-based sauce, mustard-based, vinegar-based. Yeah, it's just uh, everybody's going to tell you they have their own recipe, and it's the best, same as barbecue. But you're right. Basically, you got ketchup, mustard, vinegar. Those are the heavy base, and then you can put it where do you want. Some of your dry rubs, some chili flakes, stuff like that. But 
everybody's going to say they have their own recipe and it's the best, just like the barbecue. All right. I'm amazed kind of with this Wonder Bread treatment. That's just a little it's, strange to me, Matt. It is a little strange, but it's kind of cool, actually. You know what I mean? It's just a little, I guess so you don't get your fingers so dirty. I don't know. But it, uh, sandwiches, sandwiches are cool. <laughs> we have another question. Scott, what's going on, man? Yeah, I think our last question for the uh, show, how long do those ribs take to cook from pig to mouth? Wow. Um, our ribs actually take six hours. Like I said, we cook them low and slow. Um, you could probably do ribs in about two and a half hours, but it just depends what you're looking for. We just let them go low and slow until they pretty much fall off the bone. So can't go wrong that way. No one will complain. They keep catching me with my mouth full, man. This is good. <laughs> John Curtis is an idiot. Um, <laughs> this is good stuff. I agree with Max and Brock. I'm, I'm weighing Appreciate in on their it. side of it. And Appreciate it. It's something for John and I to talk about. Look, you did the last show, and I appreciate it, man. This is a great way to go out. Um, you've got any specials going on for Memorial Day that we need to know about from the Peanut Gallery? Anything special going on? Anything fancy? Um, Memorial Day, we have live entertainment every night. Live entertainment every night? Live okay. Live entertainment every night, and then they've got barbecue specials with their pitmaster. Barbecue combos. specials with the pitmaster. Okay, uh -oh. so who the hell was that person? Yeah, you've got to be doing more, more like, yes, cooking. I didn't have to so, get up earlier. So anyway, I want to thank everybody for being here. Um, this has been an incredible 50 episodes. I hope to be back and do more things. Hopefully, Scott will let you know more about what I'm doing in the future. You can follow me, as always, almancini.net. I am on Twitter, at almancinivegas. This is not goodbye. It is just saying it's been 50 great shows, and um, we're going to have fun in the future.